the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Keep you abreast of the latest news of the day. I'd love to hear from you. You have to have thoughts, your perspective, your emotions. In the aftermath of yesterday, uh, when George Bush addressed America in the aftermath of 9-11, it certainly didn't take him seven hours and 20 minutes to do it. Joe Biden finally managed to muster the energy or they pumped him full of Red Bull or were able to wake him from his nap or something. Uh, By 5.30 yesterday afternoon, he finally came out. His remarks were slow, slurred, uninspiring. I really was uh, struck. I thought, well, they're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to bring him out. Uh, When he comes out, he's going to be energized. Maybe they'll, I don't know, freshen him up. I, I don't think this happens, but he does lend himself to speculation that He's being used as a ventriloquist dummy. When he talks, it's in three-word bursts and long pauses, and it's almost like somebody is in his ear telling him what to say. And he doesn't dissipate those kinds of accusations. When he says things like this, which he persists in saying this, virtually every time he speaks to the press, he says something like this. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. They gave me a list here. The first person I'm instructed to call on. Who bosses around? The President of the United States. Oh, isn't that the question I'd love to know the answer to? Yes, it is. Is it Barack Obama? Is it Ron Klain? Is it Chuck Schumer? Is it George Soros? Who is it? Do you believe this man is in charge of our country? Do you want this man in charge of our country? He has infamously been said to have been wrong on every foreign policy decision he's made over the last 40 years. How many can you cite that he was wrong on in Afghanistan? He keeps citing, oh, President Trump, President Trump. You knew it yesterday. You absolutely, positively knew it. When he ventured off script and called on Peter Ducey, and I thought, how many of Biden's lackeys, how many of his bootlicks backstage are literally right now shivering in terror that he's going to bring the whole house down by extemporaneously interacting with the only reporter in the White House press pool 
who will challenge him on anything. Did you hear the utter disgrace from the Associated Press? The Associated Press who got a question in, oh, Mr. President, you've spoken powerfully today about your son, Bo. Well, you're listening to a different speech than I did, cowboy, because Bo Biden dying has absolutely nothing to do and does not in any way absolve Joe Biden of putting those Marines, those Army personnel, that Navy corpsman on the front step of epic disaster with his failed policies. Oh, by the way, Britt Hume of Fox News has gone back in the archives and has dug up a comment from woke, I want to understand white rage, General Mark Milley. How many times has Joe Biden told us, oh, the military wanted to get out of Bagram Air Force Base. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I know, I didn't, weren't you told not to do that? Oh, I I don't recall. I don't recall. On August 18th, courtesy of Britt Hume of Fox News, Mark Milley said this about Bagram. Our task given to us at that time, our task was protect the embassy in order for the embassy personnel to continue to function with their consular service and all that. If we were to keep both Bagram and the embassy going, that would be a significant number of military forces that would have exceeded what we had or stayed the same or exceeded what we had. So we had to collapse one or the other, and a decision was made. Oh, heaven forbid we send more troops in. No, we'll wait until we give up complete control of the country. Then we'll send more troops in. A decision was made. Is Mark Milley passing the buck to the president or to the president's chief of staff or to the president's puppet masters who made that decision, which cost 13 servicemen yesterday their lives. That decision cost them their lives. Chuck in New Lexington, next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Chuck. Yes, Bruce, thanks for taking my call. I uh, just wondered why nobody in the media particularly is looking at who's been the proxy for the Taliban for the last 20 years. Obviously, we've been spending $60 million a day uh, to fight them. Who's been arming them and supplying them? Who's the proxy? And my guess is, would be uh, China might fit that uh, narrative. And as far as this links back to our president's ties to China, or more uh, closely as far as his son's tie to uh, ties to, uh, to China. In other words, we've never found out whatever happened. It's up to, what, three laptops? Yeah, that, uh, three laptops. We're up to three now, yeah. Yeah, and so... I got news for you, Ron. I got, uh, Chuck, I got really bad news for you. I can tell you who the proxy is now. We are. We're the ones outfitting them with Humvees and Apache helicopters and drones and weapons. We're that person that you're looking for. Well, that and the fact, nobody's asking the questions that should be asked. Uh, part of this, and the reason they closed Bagram, was they were pulling out, that's where all the um, service people were, as in maintenance people. And without an Air Force yeah. to be maintained, you know, there's no reason to have the airplanes. Correct. So that was, there are a lot of questions here that aren't being asked at all. Yeah, well, that's because, thank you very much for the call, Chuck. I appreciate you listening. Appreciate your perspective. I sense your disgust and desperation just like my own. 
That's because it has become in vogue for those who cover the White House to believe in the greater cause. Sure, we got to get out of Afghanistan. Men are too long. Forever war. Endless war. As if pulling out will end the threat of Islamic terrorism. Our guest, Jason Beardsley, said it eloquently. Whether they are Taliban, whether they are ISIS-K, whether they are ISIS, whether they are Al-Qaeda, they are jihadists. They are opposed, as Jason Beardsley said, to our freedom, our God, and our morals. It is, for them, a religious fight. Their zeal is rooted in their religion. The sad fact of Biden's cowardly pullout and those who support it, and an overwhelming majority of Americans do support the idea of pulling out of Afghanistan, if not the way it has been done. The fact of the matter is, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, ISIS-K, and every other jihadist there is more committed to their deeply held beliefs than a large portion of America is committed to the preservation of safety, freedom, and liberty in our homeland. That is the sad truth. That is the sad truth. Well, the hospital honchos in central Ohio are using their bully pulpit to terrify you into getting vaccinated or hunkering down in your homes. I have little, and what little patience I have is evaporating quickly for this kind of alarmist rhetoric. Not because I don't think COVID is real. It is real. And it has claimed many lives, too many lives. But it is a virus. It behaves like a virus. It is contagious. It mutates. And... What has been billed a vaccine is not a vaccine. It is a shot. It will most likely mitigate your symptoms, quite likely keep you from dying. But there's just far too much alarmist rhetoric in the voices and the communications of those in our hospital systems. Rather than tell you, don't worry, we have the capacity to expand our ICU units If they become full, rather than tell you we are so fortunate that now, more than a year after the pandemic first began making an impact in central Ohio, we have much more knowledge, many more ways to mitigate against its symptoms and circumstances. No, now they would instead choose to tell you that you must get vaccinated, wear your mask in public, keep your distance. Our ICU capacity is overwhelmed. And according to Jeff Klingler, president and chief executive officer of the Central Ohio Hospital Council, uh, we have just days 
before Ohio becomes the next Florida. Well, I really hope we do become the next Florida if we can become the next Florida in all ways, right? With a governor who's an actual conservative, with a governor who pushes back against vaccine mandates and mask mandates, with a governor who refuses to let kids be masked in schools, please, please, Mr. Klingler, could you please guarantee me that Ohio will become the next Florida? Because I look at Florida and I envy what I see down there, where they protected their most vulnerable in the population and where their COVID numbers are now declining a couple of weeks after they spiked because, yes, a virus is going to behave like a virus. They feed you little pieces and parts of facts, and they count on you to assume from those facts the absolute worst. Dispatch story today. The ICU at Ohio Health's Doctors Hospital was 98% full, while ICUs at Riverside Methodist Hospital and Grant Medical Center were 96% full. Riverside Methodist Hospital's overall capacity was at 99%, data shows. Now, I used to make a living as a reporter. And if a doctor fed me those numbers, I would say, wow, those numbers are seemingly very important. But there's one additional fact I need to know, doctor, before I print those fact uh, figures in the paper. I need to know how many of those people in the ICU are in there because of COVID. Not because of anything else, because that's inconsequential and irrelevant to me. Now, had the dispatch said that X percentage of the 98% are COVID patients, well, then that might be relevant. But given the fact that they didn't put that number in at all, I am left to wonder why that number is not in at all. Is it because that number is not relevant? Uh Uh-uh. Is it because that number would not further the case they are making? Mm, I don't know. But I have my suspicions because yesterday I reached out to someone who works at one of the Ohio Health Hospitals where they have shelved all their elective surgeries that they're going to have to require you to stay overnight after undergoing. And do you know how many COVID patients they had in that entire hospital? Oh, it must be hundreds, Bruce. I mean, they're forcing people who can't walk because they've needed a hip replacement for months or can't reach out and start their car with their right hand because they need a shoulder replacement. They've waited for months and months and months. There must be hundreds of COVID patients in that hospital because they've told everyone who's been waiting for joint replacement and ortho surgery, sorry, you can't get it. You got to go home. You got to sit at home and wait a little longer because COVID You know how many COVID patients they have in that hospital? 14 as of yesterday morning. 14! Why would they stop lying to you? They've been lying to you all along, exaggerating the threat. Now, if you are obese, you are in danger. You need to lose weight. You need to get healthy. You need to take charge of your health so that you are not vulnerable to this kind of thing. They would do well to at least mention that instead of feeding you the false information that you can be saved by a mask, which does not stop droplets 
that carry the COVID-19 virus. Unless that mask is an N95, unless that mask is fitted to your face, unless you haven't touched that mask, but if you, like me, have been shoving that cloth mask in your pocket and hanging it on your rearview mirror and not washing it, not changing it out for a clean mask after every single use or every single time you touch it, which is all of you and all of us, then that mask is theater. It is nothing more than a hoop that they are testing to see if they can make you jump through it. Because if they can, then, oh, goody, goody. What else, what other hoops can we make them jump through in the future? COVID is real. COVID is serious. If you're medically compromised, you need to take it serious. You need to stay away from people who are infected. You do need to take precautions. But for the lion's share of us, including those who've had COVID and recovered, you do not need to cower in fear. You do not need to think that the hospitals are ill-equipped to take care of you should your condition advance to the point where you would need care. That is the truth. It is much more measured and much more optimistic than the people in charge would make you think. And the fact that they want to make you think otherwise is not a flattering reflection on them. It just is not. It's very disappointing, extremely disappointing, because, you know, they claim to care so much about your physical health, and I believe they do care so much about your physical health, but could they ever one time comprehend the damage they're doing to people's psychological and mental health with these dire predictions? Could they project confidence about their ability to deal with a virus that, oh, by the way, has a 99.9-something percent survival rate? On August the 5th, the American Academy of Pediatrics said that the Delta variant presents pressing risks to kids. So we urge the FDA to accelerate vaccine approval for ages 5 through 11. Yesterday, the American Academy of Pediatrics admitted that there is, and I quote, no evidence that the Delta variant is causing more severe disease in kids than previous strains. These are doctors who are supposed to care for children. I know that's their job. I know that's their mission. Two weeks ago, they couldn't wait to cram that vaccine in the arms of kids 5 through 11. Yesterday, they admit, oh, the Delta variant doesn't have any more severe outcomes for kids than the Alpha variant did. Whoops, like Anthony Fauci, are bad. It's disgusting. Utterly disgusting what they've done and how they've comported themselves. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.